Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for your stories of deliverance, which we read in your scriptures. We pray, Lord God, that you would speak to us this morning, that you would reveal yourself to us here, and that you would fill us with a deeper understanding of who you are and how you work in our lives and in this world. Lord God, thank you for the hope you have implanted in our hearts by your Son, Jesus Christ. And we pray, Lord God, that his gospel would shine clear and true this morning. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Please be seated. Morning. Morning. It is great to see you all today. Well, this week I had um, one of my girls ask me a question. She asked me if I'd ever had a concussion. Right? I don't know if it was my, you know, my memory that was making her ask that question or uh, my behavior. But... uh, I had to think about it. When did I have a concussion? And sometimes it's hard to remember if you had a concussion, right? But I remember one time when I was young, I was probably, I don't know, 12 years old, and I was helping my dad. We were just finishing up, and we were in the final stages of a, we built a cabin on our property, a log cabin, right? So we cut down trees, and we had like, um, you know, taken the limbs off of them and the bark, and we had set them, you know, up and notched them, and filled them with concrete, or, you know, um, the gaps with concrete and wire mesh so that it would be sealed and solid. And then we were finishing up in the attic, and there was, the way to get to the attic was a vertical ladder up against the wall that went through a hatch in the floor, right? And so we were up in the attic, and we were doing something on the inside, maybe insulating the inside of the of the roof. And I was holding, we were late at night, right? And I was holding the flashlight for my dad. And he was doing stuff on that inside of the roof. And he said, okay, scoot back a little more and a little more. And that last step I took back, I just didn't feel the floor anymore, right? And I had stepped through the hatch. But I had done it in a way that I like went through backwards, like and on my, um, like legs up in the air and back and head down first. And the next thing I knew, I was in a wheelbarrow. I woke up in a wheelbarrow downstairs in the, in the um, cabin. And my dad had picked me up and put me in the wheelbarrow because that was, I don't know, I guess in case he needed to wheel me up to the car or something to get me out. And I don't recall anything of falling or hitting the floor or whatever, but I was pretty sure I had a concussion at that time because I had been unconscious. But they got me thinking about things when she asked me that question about if I'd ever had a concussion, right? And it made me think, what do my kids know about me? What do they know about me? What do they know about my past and my experiences and my blessings and my challenges? What do they know about those things that have defined me in my life? What do the people in my family know? Not only my kids, but my relatives what do they know what do my friends know about me do they know the things that define me and made me who i am now falling through the attic is not a thing that defined me that's just something that happened to me but the really important things in my life do the people i love know them And it's with those questions in mind that let's dive into our reading from Exodus. 
Right here in this passage, we have the Lord instructing Moses while Moses and the Israelites are still in Egypt. While they're still slaves, the Lord tells them that this event that he is talking to them about, this event, this Exodus event, the Passover event, will define their lives and the lives of their descendants forever. It will be the central narrative in their nation's history. It will define who they are. In addition, this event will become the beginning of their calendar year. I mean, even Hallmark hasn't been able to pull that off, right? Their calendars will all change because of this event that was going to take place. And God is telling Moses about this before it's even happened. So let's review the context of where Israel is then. So where we are in our passage is that nine plagues have fallen on the nation of Egypt. They've had frogs and locusts and hail and darkness. They've had all the boils, all those fun kind of things. Those have all taken place. And the tenth and final plague has been promised. The plague of the death of the firstborn children and livestock. Now, this plague would fall equally on the Egyptians and the Hebrews. One could not escape this plague by being from the right family. There was only one way to avoid this plague, and that was to kill a lamb and put his blood on the doorposts and the lintel of the house, and that house would then be kept safe when the angel of death passed over it. This was the same method of salvation for both the Egyptians and for the Hebrews. Without that mark on the house, there would be death. But with the mark, the angel would pass over, and the building and the inhabitants would live. Now, in addition to the direction of putting blood on the doorways, the Israelites were also instructed in how to eat their meal, because this lamb would not just die and then be thrown into the ash heap. This lamb would die and then would provide the feast for them. Because God was going to lead his people out in haste, they were to eat their meal in a way that they were dressed and prepared for a journey. They were supposed to have their sandals on, their clothes on, their staff in their hand, and be eating, prepared for God to set them free. Now an interesting facet of this passage is that while God is telling Moses how to avoid the plague, he is also setting out how to celebrate a future holiday. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? It's not like after the event, God went back and said, okay, remember what just happened to you? Now let's celebrate that event every year. Instead, he's saying, this is going to happen, and this is going to be a permanent celebration. Every year, you're going to come together and gather and celebrate the feast of the Passover and remember how I delivered you. Therefore, every year, the nation would reenact that day. Every year, their actions and cuisine would remind them that they were a people who God had delivered. The children would see this, their neighbors would see this, and they would all know that these people had been freed by God. Right? And our passage closes like this. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance. This event, even before it happened, would be a day gathering, a day of feasting, and a day of remembrance. 
Now, I don't know about you, but I can get behind a religion that makes barbecue central <laughs> to its worship, right? I mean, that's pretty cool. But this passage from Exodus begs the question, as we gather for this barbecue today, which we'll celebrate as a church out at Condon Park, what events define our lives? As we sit around those tables today with other people who we worship with, what events define our lives? What story do our lives tell about God? What stories are we teaching our kids? What events in our lives are central to who we are? Do our children, our family, our friends, do they know the stories of God's deliverance in our lives? Because the Exodus, which the Passover feast recalls, is an account of God's deliverance for a people. He took these people who were helpless and he set them free by his power and his grace. We weren't there for that event, but for all of us who are in Christ, our story is the same. We have been delivered by a God who reached down into our helplessness, who took us people, us failures, us sinners, us broken and hurtful people, and he set us free and delivered us and brought us into a land of promise and hope and freedom. Jesus Christ, through his grace and mercy, has delivered us from the power of sin and death. He has set us free from bondage. We have been forgiven by him. Let's tell one another the stories of our salvation. Now, interestingly, this last week I got a call on the phone from a young man from this church who has gone off to college and he's loving school and having a great time. But the reason he called was not to tell me about that. It was to tell me about how God has been working in his heart in school. He wanted to tell me about how God has been transforming him since he arrived at college and how he's seeing God and his handiwork in his life in these last few weeks. He wanted to bear testimony about what God is doing. So how is God working in your life? How is God speaking to you and directing you? What is your Exodus event? What is your Passover event? Do the people who love you know it? Today, Let's take time to tell someone our story, to tell someone the story of how God delivered us. And may we make this a regular occurrence in our life, that we bear faith, that we bear faithful testimony to how God has been working and how He continues to work. So often we treat our faith as something to be hidden and locked away. But in this Passover, God makes this event part of the outward display of the faith of his people. May our stories of faithfulness, the ways that God has worked in our life, become part of the tapestry of our lives, and may they be shown to this world that the world might come to faith in Christ as well and know his deliverance too. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you that you take us broken and faithless people 
and you rescue us. Lord, this story of the Passover is not just something that happened thousands of years ago to, uh, to a people, Lord. But this Passover is something that happens to each and every one of us as we come into relationship with you. Lord God, you take away from us the punishment of death. You mark us with your blood. And you deliver us from slavery into freedom and life. Help us, Lord God, to bear faithful witness to this, these events in our lives. May we share this truth, these truths with others, Lord, and especially with those who we love, that they might really know what it is that made us who we are. And we pray that you give us the strength and the humility to do this. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.